This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843-452-8761 for a quote today, and make sure you tell him that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. You're listening to another football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns with your guy, Bully Rye. That's right, everybody. It's another football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rye, and I feel really dumb for announcing a uh, season four finale of football episodes because uh, we're actually not going to be taking that much of a break to go into season five of the football shows. We are going to be taking a wrestling break. If you were uh, listening yesterday, we had our part one of the season four wrestling show finale. Next week, we are going to sort of preview uh, WrestleMania and the Elimination Chamber, uh, and we are going to recap um, what was season four with PJ Steven. But today, we've got some football talk here. Uh, we are one week away, or I'd say two weeks away, from the biggest game in the NFL season. Uh, and so without further ado, let's bring in football show co-host Baker Bill back to the show. Bill, what's going on, bud? How's everything? What's happening, man? Getting ready for the uh, big game here. Doing preparations. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I need to, uh, I need to look on the rules. Matter of fact, while I'm, t- while I'm saying this, um, I am looking up the rules on using the term uh, that the NFL championship game goes by. Um, so, cause I think if like, if your radio station is using it, um, you can use the term, but if not, um, I, I don't think you can. Nevertheless, we'll figure it out before we go to actually like preview that game. Uh, but as far as this week goes, we've got a couple of, of fun things to go through. We're going to go through championship weekend that was this past weekend. And then in the second half of the show, we're going to look forward to the all new Pro Bowl games, another attempt to make the Pro Bowl watchable here in the NFL. Um, so that's what we got going for the second half. So without further ado, let's get right into the first half here. The NFC and AFC Championship games took place last weekend. Um, one game was great, and the other game was a utter disappointment. Uh, was it great? With, was it yeah, really let, great? I don't, I don't know. But I mean, listen, it was <laughs> – It was maybe great's not the right word. It was competitive. Let's was say competitive. that. One of, that's, that's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah. One game was competitive and the other game was not. But there is a, there's a multitude of reasons why the first game wasn't competitive. So let's get right into it. The NFC Championship game, the Philadelphia Eagles hosting the San Francisco 49ers last week. On this show, you and I had one disagreement, and that was the winner of this game. And uh, in, in fairness, in, in my defense, uh, my team really never stood a chance because their quarterback went down on the sixth play of the game. Doesn't uh, matter. San- That's why they play the games, Ryan. That's why that's you play to win the game. Uh, San Francisco is demolished by the Philadelphia Eagles, thirty-one to seven. Brock Purdy would tear his UCL six plays into this game. Josh Johnson, who I believe was on his like thirteenth NFL team, uh, would come in relief. He would get concussed in the third quarter, and Brock Purdy would be forced to come back in to hand the ball off. And before we get to that, I'm going to just go straight into stats here. Um, the quarterbacks between Purdy and Josh Johnson, uh, they went 11 for 17 for just 97 yards in this game. They also were sacked three times. Um, but the running game sort of was forced to dominate this game. Christian McCarry, 15 carries, 84 yards, good for 5.6 yards per carry with a touchdown. The only touchdown for the 49ers in this game. He also tacked on four receptions for 22 yards, but I, I mentioned 97 yards passing total for the 49ers. Debo Samuel, Three catches, 33 yards. George Kittle, three catches, 32 yards. When you don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball, this is the sort of offensive output that you're going to see. Bill, I would ask what's next for the 49ers, but I think the better question is, is the quarterback room for the for the San Francisco 49ers cursed at this point? I think, yes. I think, uh, yes, it absolutely is. I mean, you're on your fourth quarterback of the season, Josh Johnson, he did not play well. I mean, would we expect that? I don't think so. If, I mean, he's basically fourth string. You're maybe a practice squad guy. 
But I mean, yeah, you've got you've gone through all those quarterbacks. You you don't get any production in the game. It, it, I mean, I guess that's the Montana and then the Steve Young curse. Once you have those two guys back to back, you're doomed for a while to have quarterback issues. I guess. Well, uh, fingers crossed that it happens in Green Bay next because they went from Favre to Rodgers, and it looks like Rodgers is out, um, or at least on his way out from Green Bay. And so, uh, obviously, they're they're not really sold on Jordan Love, or we wouldn't be having this discussion for the third straight year about where what Aaron Rodgers' future holds. Uh, listen, you mentioned it, uh, fourth-string quarterback. You know, when we saw Brock Purdy coming in relief of Jimmy Garoppolo earlier in the season, we didn't expect – to see the best quarterback in football for the second half of the season. What I don't know about you, but what I expected, and I heard this on a radio show, so I'm stealing this from someone else. Um, what I expected was what we got out of Josh Johnson in the NFC Championship game. Like, what a spot to be put in uh, to have to come in relief in an NFC Championship game against the high-powered Philadelphia Eagles. And, uh, and listen, Garoppolo is an unrestricted free agent. Trey Lance is coming off his injury. Uh, Brock Purdy is looking at a six-month recovery time, and that's if they don't have to do reconstruction. Uh, Bill, we, we we mentioned it every week when we've talked about these these teams that have lost and gone home. What's next for the 49ers? I, it's a tough call with that team, right? That roster is extra, is outstanding. It's it's got a, the, the defense is great. Uh, Philadelphia wasn't all that impressive in this game. It was just a matter of San Francisco had absolutely no offense, right? So it's just a matter of attrition at that point. And Philadelphia just kept running up the points because San Francisco was doing nothing with the ball. But that San Francisco defense is great. The offense isn't bad. I mean, you just need some quarterback play, you know, consistent quarterback play. There's there's not a whole lot else going on there, right? So you've got wide receivers on that team. You've got, you know, Brandon Ayuk is very good as a second receiver to Debo. Um, and Man, I don't know what you do. I just think you just got unlucky. That I, I think that's the problem. I don't. I don't think you have to change a whole lot. I think they're wealthy and getting wealthier with their draft picks, and and you know they're just more riches for that team because I I think you've got the roster to win the Super Bowl right now. Let me throw it out there for you, and it's it's, it's pains me to say it because I don't I don't like the quarterback I'm who I'm going to pitch, but I've already mentioned him in the show. Aaron Rodgers is not being included in the conversations with the future of the Green Bay Packers. Yep. He's mulling over retirement. Now, he did not look great this year, despite not having a whole lot of receivers to throw it to. Can San Francisco make a trade yes. for old old California guy, bring Aaron Rodgers back out west, and does Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl if he does get traded and dealt to the 49ers? I think that would be an outstanding trade. I, I think I actually, I don't know if you and I had that conversation, but I had the conversation with somebody in the last two days. If Aaron Rodgers is on that roster right now, I'm not sure Philly's in the Super Bowl. Or, can I say oh, that? I the big game. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's he would be such an upgrade over what they got throughout the playoffs. So, you, you know, we talk about Brock Purdy, and he did have – obviously a good run at the end of the season. You called him the best quarterback in the NFL. I'll call him the highest rated quarterback in the NFL. But I, I think honestly, if they're playing with Aaron Rodgers right now, they're still, they're still playing. They're, there's, there's no way that this disaster happens that happened to them on Sunday. Yeah. It's uh it's unfortunate because, you know, we just talked about it a few weeks ago. If Brock Purdy stays healthy and, and even if he doesn't win this championship game, if he stays healthy, he's the starter in San Francisco next year. And I mentioned it, and I've got to look up some numbers, but not many quarterbacks who've gone through the reconstruction that is Tommy John surgery comes back to have the same zip on the ball. And not that Brock Purdy had the strongest arm in the world, but he was able to get the ball where he wanted it to go when he did come in relief for Jimmy Garoppolo. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because obviously you've got to bring Trey Lance back at this point because you don't know what you're going to get out of Purdy when he comes off his injury you wonder if they're going to try to bring Garoppolo back because, you know, again, we just saw they were on their fourth string quarterback. A guy that you mentioned was a practice squad player a couple weeks ago in the NFC Championship game. They're going to have to have some quarterbacks on that roster if for nothing else than just to have bodies there. Uh, because when, you know, when you're, when you're stuck in a situation like that, like what if Purdy like breaks an ankle and you don't have Johnson, you don't have Purdy, like, you're going to have to put somebody like Debo back there at quarterback, and it it, it would just be a nightmare. Um, on the other side of things, the Philadelphia Eagles are headed to the big game. 
Um, also, I should mention, I think we just, as long as we don't use it in commercial ads, we can use the phrase. Oh, perfect. Um, okay, good. So then I, won't get it, you, then I won't get us in trouble with what I just said. Yeah. I mean, listen, the eight people that listen to the show, um, I don't think we're going <laughs> to, I don't think we're going to have getting much larger. Don't even say that. Yeah. It's getting larger. Let's go. Yeah. I, you know what? While, while we're on the subject, before I get into the Eagles, the first episode that you appeared in, um, and this, this should go to to credit for you, uh, or, you know, words are hard. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, the premiere episode of Baker Bill on the show is the most listened episode <laughs> of season four of this podcast. So pat yourself on the back, Bill. Let's because, go. Uh, and I'm hoping that next season we, we grow this even bigger. Um, I'm excited about what the future holds, but we're not there yet. We're, we're still talking about the Eagles here headed to the Super Bowl. Um, again, you mentioned a pretty pedestrian day for most of this offense. Jalen Hurts, only 121 yards passing on 15, uh, 15 completions. He attacked on a rushing touchdown, 11 carries, 39 yards. It's only 3.5 yards per carry. The 49ers defense stepped up the best way they could, but when you're on the field for like 60, I think it was somewhere around 65 to 70% of the, of the game, you're going to give up scores. Kenneth Gainwell, 14 carries, 48 yards, two receptions, 26 yards. Miles Sanders, the starting running back, only had 11 carries for 42 yards. Both of these running backs – Averaged under four yards a carry, 3.4 for Gainwell, 3.8 for Sanders. Now, Sanders did tack on the two touchdowns, um, but he even had Boston Scott six carries for 21, yard, 21 yards, another 3.5 yards per carry for another running back. He also tacked on a touchdown. But again, 121 passing yards, your receivers aren't going to show up. Devontae Smith had a big catch that led to a touchdown for Philadelphia early in this game that, for all intents and purposes, probably shouldn't have been a catch. Uh, he finishes the day with just that one catch and one more. Two catches, 36 yards. Another star wide receiver, A.J. Brown, four catches, 28 yards. The leading receiver on this day was Dallas Goddard, five catches, 23 yards. Again, no passing touchdowns. But the Eagles are headed to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, Bill, before we move on to the AFC Championship game, did anybody have an easier path than the Eagles did this year? Probably not. I mean, they had the, the bye week. The Giants weren't – the roster didn't match. Uh, match up well against the Eagles. We saw that all season. And then hurting the quarterback six snaps in obviously wasn't going to be a tough game for them. Like you see, you you looked at the stat. The stat line is not that good. I mean, total yards for the Eagles, 269. They only had 121 yards passing, so that's not good. No. Um, but, the, you know, just not having – like you said, there was just no offensive production from the 49ers. They were on uh, – the Eagles were on the field offensively the entire time. 70 to 45 offensive plays run for each team. It's just like, you know, it was an easy walkthrough, but I'm not sure that that matters at this point. Maybe that, that means that they're rested and healthy and they have to play a Chiefs team that isn't. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point and a great segue into the AFC Championship game. Uh, this game was uh, went, went down to the wire, literally and figuratively. The Chiefs would finally knock off the Bengals after their fourth attempt. Uh, the Chiefs 23, the Bengals 20. Um, a lot of a lot of discussion was made about this game, uh, about the officiating. Right, the officiating was said to have been extremely one sided. Um, no much, no no more so than the, for the last play of the game that would lead to the game winning field goal for Kansas City. There was a blatant late hit out of bounds on on a scrambling Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but earlier in the game, there was a, a, a Cincinnati, I believe, it was a running back who was being tackled out of bounds. Uh, and he was two or three yards out of bounds when he got hit out of bounds, and a flag was not called. And I think that's where the frustration comes about the officiating in this game was that it seemed very one-sided, especially late in this game. But you can't make that boneheaded play that sets up what would have been a 60-yard field goal to a 45-yard field goal with a guy like Harrison Bucker that can kick him well beyond 50. Um, Bill, I'm not going to go into stat lines yet. Uh, what – I know you didn't get to catch this game entirely live, but from from your perspective, what went wrong with the Bengals in this game? I, I did catch it live. I just was having, uh, I guess, TV issues uh, okay, during, yeah, yeah, during yeah. the game. So I didn't see some of the uh, bad officials' calls. I've gone back and watched some of this stuff to see what had happened and what people are complaining about. I'm not seeing it. I, there's a lot of similar non-calls and calls, but if they if you go through this the process of like what happened after the the calls or non-calls, it really didn't affect the Bengals as much as everybody wants to say that it did. Other than obviously that last call at the very end where the guy actually commits a penalty, 
that's not really on the officials. He made the right call. But everything else, you know, the intentional grounding uh, that Mahomes didn't have, but Burrow did. Burrow converted right after that. He threw a pass to Hurst, and, and they got a first down. So that's not going to matter, right? Uh, the the intentional grounding that wasn't called for Patrick Mahomes, everybody saying, hey, they're similar. Well, they stopped him on that drive. So what does it matter? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I mean, that's fair, hey, yeah. Okay, the officials didn't have a good game, but it also didn't seem to affect the game as much as some people are trying to claim that it did. Honestly, the, the Chiefs played a good game. Patrick Mahomes obviously played better than we thought he would with the injury to the ankle. And Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes Holmes things. And Burrow, we, where we were talking about he was a beast, Ryan, he wasn't as much in this game. He, he, he had made some mistakes, and that was the difference. Yeah, it's funny you mention it. Uh, you know, you talked about the, the, the officials may not have a good game, but I'll tell you who did have a good, day, good game, and that's Chris Jones. Uh, we actually oh, talked yeah. about this last week on the show um, that the Bengals' offensive line problems weren't weren't fixed. Burrow was just playing well despite that. Well, he didn't play well despite that this week. Let's go through the stats here: twenty six uh, forty one passing for Burrow, two hundred and seventy yards, and not quite three hundred. He did have a touchdown, but he had through two interceptions in this game. Tackle on seven point five yards for carry, four carries, thirty yards. He did everything he could to try to put this team on his back down the stretch. Um, especially considering that his uh, his running backs did not do much. Samaje Pirine, uh, five carries, 22 yards. He did have the lone touchdown of these running backs. Um, three also tacked on three catches for four yards. Uh, st- uh, starting running back Joe Mixon, if you remember earlier in the season, five touchdowns in a single game earlier this season, eight carries for 19 yards. It's only good for 2.4 yards per carry. Tack on three catches, 51 yard, or 15 yards, I should say. Um, and then you, you look at the receivers because Burrow, as far as yardage goes, he had a good day. Uh, T. Higgins, uh, yeah, yardage wise, he, he did great. T. Higgins had a really good day. T. Higgins' touchdown that he caught was was insane over two defenders. Um, high pointed it. T. Higgins had himself a day, and honestly, throughout the playoffs, sort of broke out as another star receiver next to Jamar Chase. Higgins finishes the day six catches, eighty three yards with a touchdown. His uh, cohort, who I just mentioned, six catches, seventy five yards for Jamar Chase. Even Tyler Boyd, again, I mentioned the best number three wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. Two catches, 40 yards. And Hayden Hurst, who was almost a game-time decision for this game, finishes with four catches for 37 yards. So Burrow Burrow sort of, you know, dispersed the ball pretty well. Um, but unfortunately, it also accounted for two balls that went to the other team. If you look on the other side of things. <laughs> dispersed it really well. Yeah, <laughs> he listened to the other team a couple times. Yeah, so uh, so there's that. But if you look on the other side, you mentioned Mahomes did Mahomes things. On a high ankle sprain, threw for 326 yards, 29 completions on 43 attempts. He also threw two touchdowns. Uh, and again, that big run late in this game, three carries, eight yards. But that big run where he was hit out of bounds, set up the game-winning field goal by Harrison Butker. You look at the other stats, Isaiah Pacheco, very pedestrian day on the ground, only 10 carries, 26 yards. Five receptions, 59 yards to tack on, so it sort of redeemed his day, if you're looking at it from a fantasy football perspective. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scandling finally had himself a day for the Chiefs, the kind of day that they wanted out of this guy, getting him from Green Bay. Six catches for 116 yards and a touchdown. He had It wasn't quite a circus catch, but like a body-twisting catch early in this game that the, the, the announcers, I believe Romo, said, oh, what a great throw right on point. No, it wasn't a great throw. Marquez Valdez-Scantley had a great adjustment to bring that ball in, and it wound up being a miraculous catch. Um, and then, obviously, you got Travis Kelsey, who was a true game-time decision for this game with a back injury. Uh, you talk about Mahomes doing Mahomes things. Kelsey did uh, Kelsey things. Seven catches, 78 yards, a touchdown. Um, I'm going to get to the best part about what he did for this game um, in a minute. You look at the other, the other receivers. The problem, as you mentioned, going into this game – um, or, or going into this game from the podcast perspective, uh, the Chiefs are banged up now. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster, Nicole Hardman, and Kadarius Tony. all go down with injuries in this game. Um, despite all that, Mahomes still throws for 300 yards. Um, going into this game, the mayor of Cincinnati made a point to say that um, this was no, this was not Arrowhead Stadium. This is Burrowhead Stadium. Oh. Um, and you know, why, why, why would you want to put bulletin board material exactly. on, a, on a locker room like the chiefs and, um, Travis Kelsey, and again, this, this podcast is about pro wrestling and, and pro football and Travis Kelsey is obviously a wrestling fan. Oh, and no. I, I wish I had the audio, 
uh, because he said, I got, I got some wide words for the mayor of, of Cincinnati. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. And if you aren't aware of what that reference is to, uh, that is some great classic trash talking from The Rock. The Rock actually stole the term jabroni from the Iron Sheik. But that line specifically is some great A, Rocky Maivia, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson trash talk. Um, Bill, yay or nay on the postgame trash talk uh, from guys like Kelsey aimed at both uh, both the mayor of Cincinnati and just kind of the fan base of, of the Bengals. I mean, they owned the Chiefs last calendar year, and here's where it mattered. The Chiefs were able to get the win and, and go to the Super Bowl. Yay or nay on the trash talk by guys like Kelsey? It's fine. I mean, that's like you said, there was bulletin board material given to them by the mayor of Cincinnati, which was ridiculously foolish in my opinion. I mean, you just don't want to poke the bear, right? I, I just think it's a bad idea yeah. going into the, going into their house. So uh, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I knew exactly where the, by the way, I'm not a wrestling fan and I knew exactly where that came from. So <laughs> awesome. it was, it was like, Oh, I see what you did there. Um, but, uh, it's fine. I, I think know, it's okay in that case because of what was given to them. I mean, that's, that's fun to, to yell back. You know, earlier in the week, the word jabroni was trending on Twitter oh. and there were actually people that had to look it up because they had no idea what he was talking about. Oh my gosh. Um, that's amazing. But, oh, it's so good. The fact that jabroni was trending in, in, in 2023 is, is phenomenal. <laughs> um, yeah. So now the, the big game, the Super Bowl is set. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. But that means that there are going to be some pro bowlers that aren't going to be able to play in the pro bowl games. Uh, we're going to Can we take do one our... thing first, Ryan. Can we do one thing Absolutely. really quick? Let's talk about where Cincinnati has to go really quick. Sure. Please. Oh, yeah. Please. Yeah. We, yeah. We, the... never, yeah. we always do that. And I completely glossed over it. Let's do no it. No worries. No worries. All I want to say is please fix the offensive line. Jer I'm not a Joe Burrow fan, and I don't care if they don't want to protect him or anything like that. But he, like I said, we talked about it last week. That offensive line had the 31st best, which is second to last, uh, pass block win rate in the NFL. With a man like Joe Burrow standing behind you, who is possibly one of the top five quarterbacks, and he's still doing really nice things with that terrible offensive line. And then in this game, Ryan, they decided not even to run block, which is terrible also. So please, <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati's, I don't know who their GM is. I don't know enough about that team. Fix that offensive line. Sign somebody. You know, give that man some protection. Yeah. Listen, this guy tore his ACL in his rookie season. Um, Getting hit. He got, he got <laughs> pounded. Yes. I mean, pounded Poor by guy. the Rams in the 2022 Super Bowl. So like... I'm with, yeah, Baker, Bill, and I are on the same page here. Give this man some protection. Like, I don't know if you've got to, like, put a chain game together. Like, I don't know if, like, you use yes. a barricade. Like, something, anything. anything at this point. Saw horses, you know, hurdles <laughs> so of some kind. I don't care. But they, they had a terrible offensive line last year. They looked at Joe Burrow and said, you're a tough guy. We're going to, it's going to be terrible again. And it was, and it's not fair. You've got to give this guy some protection. But it's going to be really scary if they do. Let me ask you a legitimate question. You know those those tackle those tackle racks that they have, where like the defensive linemen are training, and yeah. it's, it's, they might be better at this point. Would they would they be better to use as like you've got just as the defensive line, you've got offensive linemen standing on it to give some weight to it, and they've just got to push that back five yards before they get free reign on the quarterback. I feel like that would probably do more probably, than what yeah, they would, did. Yeah, I think this, you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, it was terrible. They gave up five sacks for 32 yards. They were in big situations. There was pressure on Joe Burrow all night long. Like you said, Jones was all over him all night long. He took over the game. And wasn't this similar to the Super Bowl last year? Didn't we see somebody else from a defensive line that took over the game last year and beat the Bengals that way? Oh, we did. Let's yeah, not have it happen again. We got to fix the offensive line in Cincinnati. I believe despite missing time this year, he also made the Pro Bowl. Uh, speaking, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, we are going to talk about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we are still going to talk about it. We're going to take our, our one and only break of the day when we come back the second half. We are going to get into the Pro Bowl games, and I'm going to see if Banker Bill is as excited as I am for all the skill challenges. <laughs> yes. I, I've got a feeling that I know the answer, but you need to stay tuned to find out when we come back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. 
Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843-452-8761 for a quote today. And make sure you tell them that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina is your one-stop shop for all of your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the low country. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9 star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call for a quote today at 843-343-6310. That's the number one, One Stop Repairs. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second half of this week's football episode of Tap House and Touchdowns. Banker Bill and your guy, Bully Rye, here with you. Hopefully you enjoyed the breakdown of the NFC and AFC Championship games. Uh, and without further ado, we're going to talk Pro Bowl because, uh, listen, the Pro Bowl in, in professional football has been uh, sort of a joke over the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, maybe more. Um, Bill, would you... Would you be willing to say that the NFL Pro Bowl is the worst all-star game in all of professional sports? Yes, the hands down. Yes, it didn't used to be. I mean, Sean Taylor showed us back in the day when he smacked a punter and they thought he was running for a first down in the Pro Bowl that it wasn't a joke. But the, the injuries are too much of a fear in the NFL, and it's such a big deal with non-guaranteed contracts and things like that that, yes, it ends up being a joke. No, I completely agree. And because of that, the NFL decided to change some stuff up this year and create basically like a, if you remember when you were in elementary school and you had field day, they basically made NFL field day. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, but without further ado, let's let's go over the, uh, the Pro Bowl rosters. Let's stick in the NFC first. Um, and let's kind of go through the offensive players here on the Pro Bowl. Um, Jalen Hurts, obviously, the, the, probably the number one on the list, but he's not going to be able to play because of the Super Bowl. Um, you've got uh, Seattle Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins from the Vikings, and a replacement for Jalen Hurts in Jared Goff. Uh, Bill, is there anybody that, that may have deserved a quarterback spot in the NFC more so than, than one of these four guys, or, or should we move on? I think, I think I'm good with the NFC quarterbacks. I don't I think it's that bad. So obviously it's 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 surprising to think that Tom Brady was nowhere near the list, but he didn't have a great season. Had a lot of passing yards, but didn't have a great season. Yeah, Sam, I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking somebody like Dak Prescott too, who, despite missing like four or five games, also led the league in interceptions. Um, I can't really go through all the NFC, NF, NFC quarterbacks, but I, I listen. Jared Goff made made a replacement list for Jalen Hurts, so I'll take it. Um, you go over to running backs. Uh, you got Saquon Barkley from the Giants making it. Tony Pollard for the Cowboys, obviously hurt, injured, will not play in this game. Um, you've got Miles Sanders, who's not going to play uh, because he made it to the Super Bowl. So they've got two replacements in Dalvin Cook, who is replacing Pollard, and Christian McCaffrey, who is replacing Miles Sanders. Bill, it, it's sort of weird not to see McCaffrey on this list despite, um, I mean, d- again, just despite being a game away from the Super Bowl. Like, do they... Did, did Pollard really deserve a Pro Bowl nod over Christian McCaffrey this year? Well, McCaffrey had 700 and change rushing yards. Uh, Pollard did get over 1,000. So I haven't looked at what his uh, Pollard's receiving, yard, receiving yards are, but uh, McCaffrey had like 460. So he's, you know, he's close to, let's say, 1,200 yards from scrimmage, uh, you know, receiving and rushing. It's really good, but neither one were dominant. And Pollard did have the thousand yard, the one we're always shooting for, right? So I'm sure he probably had 200, 300 because he was pretty good uh, receiving running back as well. So I think I think Pollard being in is 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 a uh, is the right call. Yeah, I guess I guess you, you've talked me into it. Um, it's it's just stunning. <laughs> it's stunning to see a guy like Christian McCaffrey on the outside looking in at the Pro Bowl roster. Um, fullback Kyle Juszczyk, pretty self-explanatory. Only one fullback yeah. on the roster. Um, you look at over receivers. You got Justin Jefferson from the Vikings. A.J. Brown from the Eagles, who, again, won't play because he's in the Super Bowl. C.D. Lamb from the Cowboys. 
Terry McLaurin for the commanders. And since AJ Brown will not be able to play the replacement warms my heart. Amon Ross St. Brown is the replacement. Deserves it. Deserves AJ it. Brown. He, man, I'm telling, listen, if he can stay healthy, because again, he missed some games this year, but do you think Amon Ross St. Brown could be the next coming of maybe a guy like Cooper Cup or Julian Edelman? He's a good receiver. He's a good receiver. He needs to stay healthy. Um, he does a good job. He's a good receiver. Uh, he was had some of the stats. He was, I think, announced recently, right? He he had uh, it wasn't originally on the roster, but he was uh, he was up there with McLaurin, uh, possibly you know, and uh, Ceedee Lamb. Like he was he was on that level when you looked at his stats, and those guys were on the original roster. So. Definitely deserves it, and yeah, I think he's on his on his way up. It's it's crazy to see the number of lions on this Pro Bowl roster uh, <laughs> in a good season, man. Yeah, well, you go over to tight ends. George Kittle, uh, no brainer here. Um, former yeah. former Detroit Lion, TJ Hawkinson makes the list. Anybody in the NFC you think should have been should have been a Pro Bowl tight end over one of these two guys? Because I don't no. see one. No. Yeah. Uh, again, not not going to go really too much into it. Offensive lineman, uh, 49ers Trent Williams, Eagles Lane Johnson. Tampa Bay, Tristan Wirfs. And once again, a replacement for another Super Bowl player, Detroit Lions, Payne so, uh, Sewell, uh, is, is made the Pro Bowl roster. So that's I'm, I'm counting three right now between Goff, Amon Ra, and, and Sewell. Um, you look over to guards. You got Zach Martin from the Cowboys, Landon Dickerson, Chris Lindstrom from the Falcons. El- I, I'm not going to pronounce his name. Elkton Jenkins from the Green Bay Packers was replacing Dickerson, who was in the Super Bowl. Um, Jason Kel- Kelsey, obviously a no-brainer. Frank Ragnow at center. Um, God, again, that's the fourth line on the Pro Bowl. Um, looking over at defense, again, I don't think you can really argue with any of these names. Nick Bosa, Brian Burns, Demarcus Lawrence. I think the one argument you can make is Aaron Darnold. Does Aaron Darnold deserve to be on the Pro Bowl team considering that he missed? And when he did play, he wasn't that dominant this year? No, I think he had the... A, like a, a really bad letdown year for him. So, no, I don't think he deserves to get in. But there are plenty of players that got in on name alone. But, unfortunately, yeah, he didn't, he didn't deserve it. I don't think those guys do either. So, he's out. Yeah. So, you look over at outside linebacker, Micah Parsons is a is a, is a uh, pretty, you know, uh, night and day. Yeah, there's there's no way. There's no question about that. Zadarius Smith from the Vikings. Hassan Reddick from the Eagles, and since he'll be in the whole, uh, Pro Bowl, Danielle Hunter from the Vikings replaces him. Uh, Fred Warner from the Niners is an inside or middle linebacker. Demario Davis from the Saints. Um, and then the who's who of, of, of cornerbacks here. Darius Slade, Trayvon Diggs, Tariq Woolen, uh, Woolen uh, Jair Alexander, and Jalen Ramsey, uh, who's going in for Darius Slade, who'll be playing the Super Bowl. I don't think Ramsey had a great year. But I don't. I can't think of name a, recognition. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, and then yeah. So, it. so based on based on these names alone, uh, anybody missing from this list? No, not not in that. Uh, in the not in the line, NFC. Not in defense. Yeah, did, not the NFC. They, the NFC did an whoever chose that roster, and it is choose. I think what is it? Thirty three percent coaches vote and thirty three percent players. Uh, and then I don't know who chooses the – is it the coaches that choose the alternates once all the guys either are injured or – and I got a real fun one for you. I don't know if you've seen this headline, but um, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, who chooses the guys that get in as the alternates once once the players either are going to the Super Bowl or are injured? It Based on the AFC roster, it sounds like it's a fan vote because it makes no sense to me. I don't know who does. <laughs> well, I've got I, one for you. But let's get right. to the AFC roster. Go ahead. Um, let's like, yeah, the AFC roster here. Um, you've got three guys who were who in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. Patrick Mahomes is a no brainer here at quarterback. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, obviously, Josh Allen, uh, won't play. He's banged up and he, you know, he never really got a chance to heal. Um, I don't think, I think Joe Burrow is obviously going to miss this game as well. Uh, similar situation. He got banged up in that AFC championship game. Uh, and Mahomes obviously playing in the playoffs. So, of the three quarterbacks who are no-brainers out of the AFC, we're going to need three replacements. And I hope you're ready for the names of these replacements. Okay, okay. You've seen this then. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring up. You've got Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had a good second half. But he's not. He's he not had a, a good second one. half. I know. Which is, uh, no, no. Let's not, let's not stick to that one. Let's continue because it gets worse. Yeah. Oh, it gets so much worse. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is a backup because his starter Wait. went down. Wait. Don't even do that one yet. 
The and other so one you is, want, Der- okay. is Derek Carr. The other one is Derek Carr. Derek Carr of the Las Vegas Raiders is yeah. the replacement for Joe Burrow, a guy who got sent home in week 18 because the Raiders said, nah, we're good, bro. And will not be on Vegas next year, but he has to represent the team in the Pro Bowl knowing he will not be playing for that team next season. Remind me where Derek Carr played played college football. Was it Fresno State? I believe he was at Fresno State, yes. So I don't know if you remember a few years ago, DJ Swearinger, Gamecock great, was playing for Washington, made the Pro Bowl. But Washington had released him late in that season, and he still (laughs) made the Pro Bowl. And so he said, screw it. If they're not going to, if, if I'm not going to get picked up, I'll rock my Gamecock helmet. Did he really? The pro, he was going to. He ended oh. up getting picked up. Like, by, I, I can't remember who picked him up. But if nobody had, like, claimed him off of waivers, he was going to wear a Gamecock helmet. No to way the, the NFL would have. No way the NFL would have allowed that. No way. Mike, they so here's my question. They wear a blank helmet. It's no well, way. So that, so that, that, that begs the question, because I, th- I think it would have been a great visual. If Derek Carr, who we all know is not going back to the Raiders next year, who was sent home from the Raiders to said, so as to say, like, you're not part of our future. Does Derek Carr try to troll the Raiders? He has to bring a college helmet. I'm pretty sure he has to wear the team that he represented that season. So he would be getting a vote or getting put into the game as the Raiders quarterback. Uh, if so I think he would have to, but we, let's not even stick to that one because I just, I, I just so much worse. I just want to make it. I just want to make it clear that if I was Derek Carr, I would find a sticker to put over the Raiders logo on my helmet. Like, like I would like make my sale, like like a for sale sticker. Well, not make me. Oh my god, garage sale on the side yeah. of the helmet, moving or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. like now hiring or some something. Yes. Oh my god, perfect. Right. Any of those. So the last quarterback alternate for the AFC. Oh is a backup quarterback. Oh, this was terrible. Tyler Huntley. Who? The Baltimore Ravens. Tyler <laughs> I Huntley. Know <laughs> yeah. So I, I saw something on Twitter earlier today that was like, yeah, Tyler, they gave him a nickname. I'm like, when do you give backup quarterbacks a nickname? <sighs> the only reason he played this season was because <laughs> Lamar Jackson got hurt. Even, it was this makes no sense. I mean, you and I had a shot at the Pro Bowl this season if Tyler Huntley's in the Pro Bowl. He he didn't have any stats. 600 I, and some yards passing? Like, what? What? Listen. They, they, they've made it so trivial, it doesn't make any sense anymore. I think at this at this rate, they just needed to get a body for the team. That's what I'm saying. We, they could have picked us. Like, the num- we, if we had just I, been on a roster. I think the number one snub that you, both, you and I can both agree on is – your quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa. Well, he hasn't been cleared, so that was. But he that hasn't been cleared. Snub, exactly. Right? He hasn't been cleared, so he would have. He could have played in the Pro Bowl games, and he would have won them. But I'm so, just kidding. We don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so so here so who could, here begs the question, if not Derek Carr and Tyler Huntley, who who deserves to go, for the AFC? I mean, obviously Burrow, Burrow, Allen, and Mahomes are out. Why? So, why is Kenny Pickett not? I mean. Are you serious? You put Huntley in? Like, what are you doing? What What is I, happening here? At this rate, I would put, and I, I can't even say his name off the top of my head, the guy who started for Cleveland for the first 11 weeks, Jacoby uh, Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, yeah. I put Jacoby Brissett in over Tyler Even Huntley. if you don't put him in, put in Watson. Like, he played better than Huntley. <laughs> I, what I'm, what I'm are we doing? Like, what we is could this? go. We could go through the entire AFC roster or the entire AFC quarterback list. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at – It's awful. At, uh, it, I, I don't know if I'd put one of the Jets quarterbacks in over him, but I mean, I think Mac Mike Jones White had a couple name. nice games. Mike, Mike White, White actually, did. Huntley did nothing special other than play pretty well in that playoff game. That was it. Um, who, Kenny who Pickett does, should be in over him, in my opinion. Who deserves a, a, a Pro Bowl spot more, Tyler Huntley or Matt Ryan? Wow, probably Matt Ryan. He had more longevity. I mean, come on, Huntley wasn't Ryan was a starter. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, this is ridiculous. Like that's ridiculous to me. I just saw that headline as we were, you know, getting ready for the show, yeah. and I was like, "You've got to." This makes it more trivial as we laugh about are the Pro Bowl games do the you know or the whatever we're calling them at this point. Do we care? You know that kind of thing. And you do this. Like, well, here's, do you really want us to care by doing this? Here's the most obvious one. Where is Justin Herbert? How is think- Justin Herbert? Not on this list. I think he's injured. Something's wrong. Uh, I just, I mean, it's, it makes no well, sense. 
How about the Josh Allen? Why is he not playing? Well, did you hear I, what he's doing? He's going golfing. He decided to snub the Pro Bowl games and say, no, I'm not going to go play in the Pro Bowl games because I'm going to go play in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Well, what's more, what's what's funnier about that is there's going to be a golf uh, a, a golf aspect to the Pro Bowl games that we're going to get to in a minute. It, it's just uh, it's what ridiculous. A, what, a, what a joke the quarterback room for the AFC is. Um, and Peyton Manning has to try to coach these guys up, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, let's moving along here. The running backs, I think they got a spot on Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, and Derrick Henry. I think there's no argument to be made there. Um, you look at wide receivers again, some pretty, you know, legit names. There's no reason why they're not here. Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase. Is there anybody you think should go in over maybe a guy like Devontae Adams? No, I don't think so. I think there was one that's receiver, and he's also on the Miami Dolphins that had a, a claim to being in those top four. Uh, but it's four, and they, there's real. That's a really good four. I mean, who do who else would you want? But I think Jalen Waddle had a, a ridiculous season this year, over thirteen yards, uh, thirteen hundred yards receiving, and not in the Pro Bowl. But that's because those four are fantastic. Yeah, I mean, four of the best wide receivers in football. When you're doing your fantasy football drafts, these are four of the first wide receivers off the board, if not four of the first top ten players off the board in your yeah. fantasy drafts. Um, moving along, you've got tight ends, obviously, like obvious names, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews. Um, Dawson Knox will be the replacement for Travis Kelsey, even though Knox didn't have a really good season. Is there a better yeah, tight he had end? A lot of touchdown. He had good he had a good touchdown number. Uh, no, I don't – I mean, I know you love your guy. We just saw him play this season, um, you know, Hurst there in, in Cincinnati. Hayden Hurst, yeah. Um, decent year, but I think it's pretty fair to say they did pretty good with the tight ends. I, I would I would like to see Hayden Hurst over Dawson Knox, but that's just the home run. <laughs> um, going over to offensive tackle, uh, you should be happy. Taron Armstead from the Dolphins made the, as an offensive tackle. Uh, Larry Tunsil, Orlando Brown, um, obviously with the bill with the Chiefs being the Super Bowl. Deion Dawkins from the Bills replaced Orlando Brown. Uh, go over to guard. You got, uh, I mean, it's just a couple of Quentin Nelson, Joe Thune. Um, you, you know, you've got some some guys who are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, and then I think Nelson, Quentin Nelson's hurt. Uh, so you've got Roger Saff, Saffold uh, playing. Um, yeah, I mean, you got Miles, as far as defense, Miles Garrett, Trey Hendricks, uh, obviously Chris Jones, who won't be playing because he's in the Super Bowl, Quentin Williams, um, Cameron Hayward from the Steelers got in because Chris Jones won't be playing. Um, you got outside linebackers, Matt Judon, uh, Khalil Mack, TJ Watt, Bradley Chubb. Um, Chubb uh, is going to be in for Khalil Mack, who I believe is hurt. And then since uh, and I believe TJ Watt being being banged up, Matt Milano from the Bills got in for there. Uh, Roquan Smith, I think, is the biggest no-brainer on this AFC roster as uh, as a middle linebacker along with CJ Mosley. And then uh, rookie Sauce Garner made, made the Pro Bowl uh, from the Jets. Pat Sertan from the Broncos. Marlon Humphrey from the Ravens. And then Xavier Howard, another Dolphin, making the Pro Bowl. So um, Dolphins well-represented, the Lions well-represented. Xavier um, shouldn't be there, but that's another one of those things, the reason that Jalen Ramsey's in the Pro Bowl, it's name recognition once again. On yeah. the on the middle, the middle linebackers, you, you said Matt Milano did end up making it as an alternate? Uh, yeah, that is correct. Let me get back okay, to it. Okay, because he was not – he was the biggest snub, in my opinion, Yeah, on the original a, roster. That, he is a that, replacement to me, for T.J. Watt, yeah. Which makes no sense. Matt Milano is a first-team all-pro middle linebacker, and if nobody's familiar with the all-pro team, the all-pro team is the best players in all of football. The AFC and the NFC get put together. If you get picked as the number one middle linebacker on the all-pro team, you're the best middle linebacker in football, and they didn't name him to the Pro Bowl. What? Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, everything that we've been talking about is is a prime example of why the NFL Pro Bowl is the biggest joke of all All Star games and all of pro sports. It's terrible. It's it makes zero sense. So we've got the rosters now. In previous years, uh, we get an actual football game, right? Uh, yes. Offense, defense. Well. Offense, they're <laughs> not really playing much defense. We're still getting an actual football game. Oh, we are, and we're getting to it. But instead of having just one game, they decided to try to make a, a skills challenge out of it. And so enter the 2023 Pro Bowl game uh, games skills competitions. There are eight skills competitions that are going to be taking place starting Thursday, February 2nd, 
the Epic Pro Bowl Dodgeball, multi-round tournament of classic dodgeball featuring four teams. I'm getting this off of NFL.com so that nobody comes after me for this. So um, wait, right. This is also known as how Ryan would like to end NFL overtime games. <laughs> <laughs> you, you son of a gun. Um, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be opposed to a game of dodgeball. In- <laughs> <laughs> Just rope off the center it's- of the field. It's better. It's better than a tie, as long as the referee from the movie Dodgeball is there, or we get a, a Peter Lafleur appearance. Um, then I'm Perf- down for wow, dodgeball. wow. Um, but yeah, so you've got so basically four teams of five players. Um, you're going to have a, a dodgeball tournament. Um, you're going to earn three points towards the the final flag football game um, that would take place at the end of all this. Something called the lightning round, um, where it appears that it's a uh, a uh, splash catch where a teammate's sort of, it's like a, you're throwing back and forth the water balloon to see how far away you can get. Um, and then you're going to get, you've got a players who advance from that round attempting to catch punts from a jugs machine. And then the last lightning round called thrill of the spill, the remaining players from each conference aim at targets attached to a bucket hanging over the head of an opposing conference's coach. Uh, sort of like uh like the, the dunk tank, but with a bucket. Um, what is happening? Yeah. I, I don't is, know, man. Oh. This isn't even field day anymore. This is like, but, all right. this is this is uh, uh, what would not what would you do? This is like double dare. Like I feel like I'm watching. I feel like I'm I'm reading the description <sighs> of a Nickelodeon like Nickel- game show. Exactly, like slime time. Here we are doing this stuff. This makes okay. The dodgeball. They've done this for a couple of years. Even when they still had the game, they were doing the pregame dodgeball stuff. The players seem to enjoy it. They're super competitive. That's not bad. The lightning round sounds absolutely ridiculous. I don't get it at all. Next thing, though, it's cool. Yeah, this yeah, this is this is what we talked about. Where Josh Allen could have still stuck around and been a part of this. The right. longest drive. Four players from each conference are going to drive a golf ball off of a tee. They're going to get three swings, and the player that hits the furthest uh, will win three points for his conference. So you're gonna you're gonna get a golf aspect here and. It's it's pretty clear that a lot of NFL players enjoy golf. So this is this will be fun to watch, right, Bill? That part will be pretty good. I think that'll be fun just because it's kind of off the wall and it's not really football. So we'll get to see what these guys like to do on their their uh, you know their their free time. I guess the guys that can hit the ball the longest that'll be fun. I think I'm, that might be fun to watch. I'm more disappointed that they don't do this for the NBA so that you can have somebody like Charles Barkley go and show people how it's done. You know what I mean? Like you can't no. bring Charles Barkley into the Pro Bowl. Like, hey guys. Hey, you guys! Uh, let's 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 check out the swing. Um, Worst swing in the history of golf. And then you know, just to, now he's 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 improved it, but God, it's it's a terrible swing. That pause, um, that's yeah. crazy. That pause. Now the fact the fact that he can still hit it. Yes, with a little twitch in his in his swing. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Next up in the skills competition, the precision passing. That's good. Presented by EA Sports Madden NFL Twenty Three Mobile. Um, you're basically like, it's, it's, it's the old, like, if you've ever, if you've never played Madden, they used to have this mode where like you're training your quarterbacks and you've got to hit targets. And that's basically, uh, basically what this is precision passing drills. Um, and there's also a long toss bucket 60 yards away worth 10 points. All these points that they're earning from these games are going towards, um, it's hard to explain the, the initial score going into the flag football game that we'll get to in a minute. Um, but the, the score will start based off of these competitions um, and, and nevertheless. So next up, um, everything's got to be sponsored. Best catch presented by Uber Eats. Oh, wait, um, this, this is all from on Thursday stuff. Yeah, this is all Thursday. Thursday night. So, so people that are listening, that they, they hopefully will catch the show on Thursday when it, when it hits, you know, the, the, the podcast areas. The, this is all Thursday night on ESPN. So you'll be able to watch all of these games that we're talking about Thursday night. That's all before yeah. we get to everything that's going to happen on Sunday. Yeah, we are we are giving you the preview so that you can listen to this podcast and then turn on ESPN. We are giving ESPN free advertising uh, to go catch this out. <laughs> well, um, we just want to let everybody know where they can find it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so next up on Thursday, the best catch. Um, basically, it's, it's like NFL's answer to the slam dunk competition um, is, is essentially what it is. Um, and then you go to Sunday, you skip, I guess, Friday, Saturday, and you go to Sunday and then you get the, uh, the finale of the best catch where the top vote vote getters, uh, will compete head to head and do another best catch competition. Bill, I feel like you can only do so much with the best catch 
But like the NFL's, I mean, it's it's clearly the NFL's answer to the slam dunk competition, right? I mean, it's not that exciting, but it's. I mean, what is it? I, you get to watch the players that you like on your teams, and your boy, you know, you're gonna have some of your Detroit guys there this year. Yeah. So you'll be excited to see those guys. You see some personality. You see them be a little different. They're other helmets on. And it's, I mean, you get to feel part of that world world for a second out there. You know what I mean? That's that, but it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not great. Um, yeah. So next up on Sunday, the gridiron gauntlet, um, basically like a relay race, like a military relay race. It says it's showing showcasing strength, speed, and agility. Um, it's a 40 yard uh, each each segment's 40 yards. Breakaway walls, uh, climbing over walls, under tables, a tire run, blocking sled, carrying oh. a legend coach across the finish line. Like it's, it's what are those? What are those? Uh, like the the those relay races that everybody goes and takes pictures in the mud and all that stuff. Like it's basically like a mud run, um, for for NFL like, players. Uh, the Spartan Games. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, just like a glorified relay race. Um, here for the gridiron gauntlet next up um this is actually how this is they anteed up my my idea to finish an, an, an nfl game with kick tack toe each team's kicker punter and long snapper uh will compete in a giant tic-tac-toe competition um, the first team to complete me. connecting line we declared the winner so it's kick tack toe and uh, I'm I'm here for it. Will I watch this? Yes, I probably will. But I will hate myself for it. Um, oh man, if can you imagine? I, you know, you told me to get off the internet last week, but can you imagine oh, finishing a game of of pro? Please football don't ever say that. I can't believe we're still talking about it because we're laughing at the fact that you basically took the you stole it. And here, here we are. No, they did stole you, it from me. I think you actually mismoved the chains, didn't you? Did you? Did you? The no, four teams. That's, of, that's the other one. Yeah, that's the, that's part the of, next yeah. one. Yeah, they, they compete with a side by side weighted wall uh, that will showcase their strength. Each. This is where they high. get injured. This is where I see them getting yeah. injured. Like why? You know, you're trying to keep away from this sort of stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. Um, I mentioned all these games. Are, are worth points. Each 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 game won by the conference earns points, and they go towards the final game, um, culminating in a game of flag football on Sunday. Um, and, uh, yeah, it says ESPN will also have a star-studded lineup of commentators uh, who will cover both Thursday and Sunday. Um, but, yeah, we're going to finish the day with flag football. And, and, and Bill, I mentioned to you, uh, yesterday, actually, off air, and, and is one of the, another one of those get off the internet moments. Um, when I said instead of doing all the skill challenges, why not just do like a a four or four four on four or five on five uh, side by side um, flag football tournament, and the the final two teams get to uh, get to play for the the NFL flag football championship. And no. uh, I just I don't I don't. What's what's the point of having NFC versus AFC at this point? You know what I mean? Well, here's the thing. So the reason we're doing the at the Pro Bowl the way we're doing it now is is there's well, there's one man. The, the, everything happens for a reason, right, Ryan? And we watched the reason guys opt out of bowl games in college football is when I think it was Jalen Smith tore his ACL in a bowl game for Notre Dame playing in a, a, a meaningless bowl, well meaningless for him, I guess. Matt Corral but, got hurt in a bowl game in his senior year. So there you go. So you've got these players that are getting hurt in bowl games. So the guy says, you know what? I'm not going to risk my career because Jalen Smith clearly had didn't or maybe didn't have the career he was going to have, but maybe he did because he's still playing for the Giants. But they they are skipping the bowl games. All right, so moving forward, the reason we play the Pro Bowl the way we do now is because of one guy, and it happened like 20 years ago, 15 years ago. His name is Robert Edwards, and he went to Hawaii and not playing in the Pro Bowl, but doing one of these stupid flag football on the beach games he tore his knee. He completely destroyed his knee, tore the ligaments in his knee, and his career. He did win comeback player, player of the year playing for the Miami Dolphins like two or three seasons later, but his career at that point was meteoric rise to complete waste of time. Like at that point, it was over. Um, and so they decided we're not doing this. We're not going to get hurt. Guys avoid it. They don't want to play hard anymore. And at this point, it's ridiculous. I have a way to fix it, though, Ryan. I think well, there's a way to fix it. Let's hear it. All right, so you want your get out, get off the internet moment, and I'll give you one today. 
<laughs> I think the way we fix the Pro Bowl is the team, AFC, NFC, whatever group of teams, so it's going to be the AFC or the NFC at this point, whatever team wins, their teams get an extra draft pick. So say each team on that on the, in the AFC gets a third rounder. They they throw those compensatory picks around like they're candy, and oh that guy got signed for that kind of money, so you get this amount of money, or you get this draft pick. And the highest draft pick they can possibly get with compensatory picks is a third rounder at the end of the third round. So why don't we just keep giving them out? The Pro Bowl champion, the Pro Bowl winner for that season, their team gets third, a third round draft pick. Listen, I love that idea. I, I think honestly the teams would go, oh, crap, we really need that. you got to play. Yeah, that's the problem is that, like, there's no stakes in invo- involved. Right. Like, there's no – Exactly. There, they there's fixed absolutely the MF- no They fixed the baseball one. They fixed the baseball one. How did they fix it? They made it mean something. The team that won the the baseball all-star game got home field advantage in the World Series. Yeah, they're that, going to have that, to do something because something. right now it's a, it's, a, it's, a circ- it's a circus. It's a sideshow. It's terrible. Um, and considering that, like, as much as we love football, I mean, like, you're now doing a podcast with me because of how much we enjoy the sport of football. Right. It's it's unfortunate that they can't figure out what to do to one make the Pro Bowl watchable, <laughs> and two make it meaningful. Like, it's it's astounding. I mean, even the NBA All Star Game. Like, listen for the for the for the most part, the NBA there's not a lot of defense in the NBA either. Right? Oh, they're showing their offensive skill. That's fun. Um, and so the NBA All-Star game is like 160 to 140, whatever the case is. So we expect that because it's basically a game of pickup basketball. Um, Terrible but you've also, pickup basketball. But you've also got like the three-point competition, which is fun because you, you always yes. like – it's your guy like, okay, so my, you know I'm a, I'm a Golden State fan. I want to see Seth Curry win the uh, – or St- Steph Curry. I said Seth. Steph Curry win the three-point competition because he's the best shooter in the game. Or um, I don't know – you know, back in the day, like MJ's going through the dunk competition because that right. dude can he can get air. Like um, when they were even, young, they took pride in it. Their knees could still take it. They would be in the dunk competition. They still they still do that. And every yeah. once in a while, you get an older player that goes into the dunk competition, like Dwight Howard. He wasn't older, but he was older than the guys he was competing with. It does really cool stuff. So that's yeah. still fun. It, it's it, it's it's and that's the thing though. It's fun to watch. I don't know how like I, I you know we joked about like yeah I can't wait to see tic tac or kick tac toe. You know, I'm going to hate myself when I'm watching um, the lightning round on, on Thursday. So um, it's it's one of those things that, like, I don't know. This I, Maybe this is a step in the right direction Draft because picks. they're trying to be, engine, you know, trying, <laughs> trying to be, trying to use ingenuity. But yeah, I think, I think okay. something like draft picks or maybe an extra, extra money in the, in the, in the salary cap. Well, that would make year. it for, well, the, that would make it, if you wanted to give extra money for, say, the team that won the Pro Bowl. That would give the players incentive. Say you split. I mean, the, the NFL would never do this, but if it was a ridiculous amount where each player won like five million dollars, they probably would play in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I'm especially especially the guys. Well, see, again, you got so many guys making forty million dollars a year plus. It's hard. It's hard to you know incentivize another five million dollar well, bonus for the Pro Bowl. But but um, a Sauce I mean, Gardner's making you know yep. eight hundred thousand. So if you if say, you gave him yeah. three million, he'd probably play. I was going to say someone like Sauce Gardner or Amon Ross St. Brown is playing on a rookie deal. Right. Um, you know, the rookies, the rookies and the young guys working on their their initial contracts making the Pro Bowl. Yeah, well, I also think they care about it more than some of the guys. Like, imagine if, if Kansas City lost to, lost to Cincinnati. Patrick Mahomes isn't playing in the Pro Bowl. No. Um, so, it is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be some somewhat enjoyable for us to watch um, because it's – one more week before the end of end of the NFL season, um, but you and I aren't done with the NFL season because we're we're skipping. We're going to skip ahead and go in the XFL the week after the NFL starts. That's right, um, Bill. This has been a fun show. I really enjoyed enjoyed all the talk, man. I didn't think we were going to be able to talk this long about the Pro Bowl games, but <laughs> it was a really fun conversation. Hey, don't forget, Ryan. You know what week this week is? It's um, Senior Bowl week. Don't forget oh, about yeah. the senior bowl. You got to scout the kids. It's, that's going on. Practice was today, all day today. And they're yeah. going to be practicing tomorrow and Thursday. Yeah, check out. Yeah, definitely check out the senior bowl because that's that's where you're really going to get to see the, the next slew of draft picks who are, are really trying to make a name for themselves. So, yeah, I might I might check that out this weekend. Um, 
Bill, again, once, once again, a really fun show with you next week. We've got the part two of the season four finale for the wrestling episodes. PJ, Steven, and I are going to be recapping and, and reviewing what we've done over the last year uh, with the wrestling shows. And then we are going to look ahead to Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania because we are going to start season five of the wrestling episodes with the recap of WrestleMania, which is just uh, a mere two months away. So stay tuned for that. And then next week on the football episode, we are going to be previewing the big game. Um, and we're actually going to be revealing our tap outs and touchdowns NFL honors for 2022. Uh, Banker Bill and I have got some awards to give out. MVP, Rookie of the Year, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we're excited to do that. Uh, Bill, once again, thanks for being on the show, bud. My pleasure, man. Enjoyable as always. Yes, sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for being here. Stay tuned next week for some more quality content for Banker Bill. It's your guy, Bully Rye, for Tap House and Touchdowns, and I'll be around.